So, Pete, welcome. Tomorrow is, or is it today? No, it's tomorrow is the 1st of December, which, yeah. in my humble opinion, that gives us permission to put Christmas music on. My family start playing Christmas music as soon as October the 31st is out of the way. So we've been fighting this. In fact, Nicola's in the room now and she's cheering like this for Christmas music. Well, we went on a we went on a little trip to the beach on Sunday for a beautiful walk along West Wettering Beach, and that's an hour and ten minutes each way in the car. And the minute we got in the car, my ten-year-old daughter said, "Christmas songs, Daddy!" So, so we started Christmas songs on whatever that was, the 29th. Uh, you've done well, uh, genuinely. As soon as Halloween's done, they're all over this shit, and Nicola's cheering again. And it drives me mad. But I'm, if I'm honest, Pete, it's not the fact that we're celebrating Christmas when it's barely autumn. It's not that. It's the fact that the Christmas music they play is utterly shit. Well, uh, I'm not going to comment on that because I don't <laughs> want to get myself in trouble with your daughters and wife. I'm sure it's of high quality, amazingly high quality. No, some of it's all right. But a couple of years ago, I put together a, a, a playlist called A Saccharine Free Christmas. And you and I have had this conversation. Um, you too have a kind of, I'm not going to say alternative, because I think we've probably both got a couple of Christmas belters in there. But having a more varied range of music at Christmas, I think, is important. So we yeah. tried to get down to 10 each. How did you do? So I got down to 11. And I got down to 11. As as you know, I do this fairly regularly. So every week I put out a playlist of 10 songs of whatever has been happening to... I've been listening to that week or sometimes I do it based on genres. And it is so funny how often I get down to 11 and how relatively simple it is to get from, let's say, 15 or 16 songs of a genre like... You know, if it's rock or hip hop or 90s, or if it's decades or if it's just new stuff or things that have happened to curiosities that have happened to sort of drop into my lap over a few weeks. It's it's normally pretty easy to, to go, OK, that's not so good. That's great. And get down to that difficult number of 11. But it's when you get to 12 or 11 that you have to start leaving things out that you actually quite like. And then you yeah. have to start making judgments on what is better than than something else and that's always really difficult because it's never about better or worse it's more about like i don't know what what appeals to your ear or it's like saying something's better or worse because it's different or, it's not or, or what mood i'm in at the time yeah, exactly. it could be something really exactly. subjective so how do you want to do this then do you want to do you want to go through it one by one or do you want to list run through them and see which ones overlap and knock them out uh I don't know. I think maybe we just start at the top and go one 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 each, if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So you go first then, my friend. What have you got? Okay, so my first one um, is the Carol of the Bells. So people will probably recognise that basically as it's, it's in about the first 10, 20 minutes of Home Alone. And uh, they're singing it in the church. And you'll recognise it the minute you hear it. But I've, I always... I needed some form of like traditional or classical or carol type music in my ten because listening to like carols and stuff like that on Christmas morning while 
putting together a, a roast dinner is something that I do every year or have started to do obviously since I grew up in inverted commas um, but as you know when I was living at home uh, that was always there was always like carols and traditional classical music on in the house during Christmas and that's just something that sort of stuck so I wanted to get something in there there was a few that I kicked out but that one it's like it's a, it's it's one minute 25 long so I sort of thought that only counts as half so maybe that's 10 and a half but I'm I think you're on 10 and a half yeah. at straws obviously <laughs> no I think it's fair um are we gonna play a bit or what do you want to do I reckon so yeah I reckon I reckon play a bit yeah see if that works you might need to share um Oh, let me make you co-host, Pete, and then you should be able to share your screen and therefore a better quality um, audio feed. There you are. It's telling me that you haven't. Oh, maybe you have now. Here we go, yeah. So what do I do? Share. And then if you click on the button, it says share computer audio. That might mean you're able to see my list. Can't yeah, I can, but I'm not, I'm not. What I love about this <laughs> is that we don't have, we've got, there's, there's two, I think, that are the same. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll start going. There was one on a very late entry that I literally put in about five minutes ago. Anyway. Right, so here's Carol of the Bells. I can imagine, I, I can see you in the kitchen, up to your elbows in Turkey, stuffing away. I can bring you around. You've lost count of how many glasses of wine you've had. Why would you count? Certainly <laughs> don't count by the glass on Christmas Day. <laughs> on Christmas Day. I love this. This is good. Maybe by the half litre. I like this. It is lovely. It's, it's, as I say, it's only short, but it is a lovely little song, and I, it's very Christmassy. No, I love it. I'm, I'm up for that. I think I need to put that in mind. We're going to end up with a list of about 20, aren't we, between yeah. us, I think. No, no, we will not be able to kick anything out. Anyway, you're, you're up next. Right, so I'm going to share my screen now. Um, stop sharing, probably. Uh, let's just see. We might be able... Oh, yeah. No, we could both share at the same time. So, where's Spotify? Uh, share computer sound. So, I've gone in, you can see mine now, I'm guessing, yet. Mm -hmm. I've gone in with Run the Jewels, right? That's where I've gone in, okay? You've gone in hot. I've gone in hot with A Christmas Fucking Miracle by Run, by Run the Jewels. And here we go. Starts off chirply enough. Bit dystopian, but you know it's coming. You'll see a little piece of holly wrapped around the middle finger. That was me and BK on Atlantic. Never looked both ways, ran in traffic. 
pops went away, but I stayed vagrant. Place where the steel and cement became nature. Look what you did with the place, it looks gorgeous. Cityscape with a blood of good men courses. So it's cl it's classic run the jewels. It, it, it it's Atlanta on a record. It I, I love it. Okay, it's not very Christmassy, but do you know what? For Christmas, for some people, Christmas isn't very Christmassy. So um, I, I think it's ace, perfect. Yeah, I think it's a good strong start. Maybe not one to play to Granny when she's unwrapping the 13th pair of socks. But... I think it depends on your Granny. <laughs> yes, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I'm not sure my Granny would have gone for that, but anyway. Uh, right, so then I've got to do that thing again. So I am happily, I was going to say unfortunately, but not unfortunately, happily I am a sucker for the crooners. Um, I think you can't, you can't have a Christmas without a little bit of a, you know, a couple of silky voices here or there, sort of uh, while you're, as, as we were talking about earlier, as you're embarking onto your second or third bottle of port. So, uh, so my second song... Oh, lovely. Lovely. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. This is this is that's Christmas right there. It's, it's velvety Christmas. It's if Bailey's was a sound, this would be the sound of Bailey's, wouldn't it? This is this is this is perfect. And, and what I love about it is, um, is I love the fact that every generation loves it, regardless of where they're from. And I, and I can't believe I've not put it in myself. Well, he, he has got a dreamy voice old, old that. And uh, yeah, it's why it's, you know, around the fireplace, the, it, I'm not sure if that qualifies as non-saccharin. No, it's very, it yeah, but that, the saccharin thing's mine, isn't it? Not yours. Yeah, but I think the tricky thing with the saccharin thing is, is we've talked about this briefly before, saccharin, music snobbery, those kind of things. I don't want to give it a nasty name like music snobbery because that's not really it. But the, the difficult thing is that time is a massive element in things like cheesiness. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, so, so we. I said this the other day when we were, when we were uh, listening to somebody on the communion. I think it was probably uh, Charlie Gladstone or someone. Just because it's popular music, just because it's pop, doesn't make it bad. No, I know. You think of the canon of of popular music, of which I would say the crooners and the sort of you know the jazz kings and those sorts of people maybe do fit into that. You have to discount so much amazing stuff if you just write off pop. You know, if you write off pop, you're writing off Stevie Wonder. You're writing off the Eurythmics. You're writing off, and that's literally two of about a hundred. That you're well, you're, you're, you're writing off the Pet Shop Boys. You're writing off Bronski Beat. You're writing off so Wham. Bowie. So it isn't. It isn't um, the fact that it's pop. It's the fact that it makes me feel slightly queasy and. Yeah. And Nat King Cole doesn't, whereas Mariah Carey does. I mean, her Christmas song, I can't even remember what it's called. It's like the big Christmas hit, isn't it? That makes me feel slightly ill. And I don't know why that is. And it is snobbery. And I'm, I'm, I, hands up, I'm guilty. 
I don't think it is snobbery because because there's songs on your list and there's songs on my list that are definitely popular. Yeah. And, and the snob in us could look down at them. But it's almost it's selective snobbery, I think, is what it is, <laughs> actually. Because there's certain ones where you just go, don't care, love it. I'm having that. It's a bit like, it's very similar, isn't it, to watching, you know, a lot of us want to watch good quality films and good quality TV, but there are some times when you just have to sit down and watch an action movie or something of that ilk. And I think in music, it's the same. You know, you want to enjoy quality music, but there are times when you just, you have to just listen to a little bit of... You want a bit of cheese every now and again? A bit of cheese. Right. So, What's my next one? one is not cheese, right? This is The Fall. And the reason this is in here is because I can't think of a less Christmassy band. I genuinely can't think of a more acerbic, difficult individual and such an amazing genius. And it's just, I just couldn't, I, I, I can't not put them in because it, it, they're everything Christmas shouldn't be. Grinch was a person in a band, it would be Marquis Smith. Yeah, and the sub when we try to mix these two playlists together, it's going to make such a hilarious mix. It is. I agree with you entirely. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad. Nat King Cole followed by The Fall. I love it. Well, let's shuffle them exactly like that. So, as, as we've already used 20 minutes of our hour, and we're both yeah. two through, we best get a wriggle on. Uh, so next up, a little bit. I needed a bit more crooning because I didn't feel that one was enough. So, oh, let me stop sh sharing, and then you can. Oh, lovely! Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little land. Do you see what I see? Yeah, I'll go with that one. Yeah, that's Bing, good. Bing, Bing Crosby, a little bit of, you know, beautiful smoothness once again. I've also just noticed that mine are a little bit, they're quite sort of sequential potentially in, like, as in when they came out. Yeah, whereas, whereas mine are shuffled to heck. Yours is just smashed in there. Yeah, it really is. It truly is, actually. And I've realised that I've missed out one of my favourites, but luckily you've got it in. So I'm quite <laughs> glad about that. So we've, we've captured E17 one way or another. I'm going to get you. Although if you make me go down to 10, I think E17 is currently struggling. But anyway, we'll get to that one. Uh, so we both got this one in because it's Run DMC, Christmas in Hollis. You've got this, yeah? Yeah, I've got this. Should I fire it up from here? I'll fire it up. Oh, I've done it now. Are we both played it? Yeah. Oh, stop that. I'll play it. Okay, you go. 
It's Run DMC. It's, it's Run's house. It's Run's house. You, I can't. I just love them. Every every single thing about Run DMC, I admire, and um, yeah. and and I had to get them in there, and so did you. Yeah, absolutely. Just pause for one second. I just. Cup of tea? Yeah, sorry. Uh, as I said earlier, because of today's um, events, the kids are bouncing around. So. Oh, bless them. Yeah, sorry. But That's did, okay. But I did get a Jaffa cake, which everybody needs. So, what's your next? Um, next up for me. Yeah, so I have to stop sharing my screen in order to hear the music you're playing. Okay, well, and I stop mine when you when you're doing it. So, um, an artist that I've come back to a lot over the years, and recently actually have been dipping into a lot of the sort of non non popular and non single stuff, and uh, just uh, I've discovered new things every time I listen to his work. And obviously, this is a Christmas one, so it's a bit more mainstream, but. Um, Well, a bit of rock and roll in the uh, yeah. I mean, Chuck Berry. Amazing. Genuinely incredible performer. Some of his lyrics were a little sketchy. Yeah. But I think... If you spend some time away from some of the singles... I like this one, Pete. Good call. He's a proper musician. Yeah, I think that one's definitely in. I think we're going to end it with 20, what, 22. Um, no, we're not because because we've got some overlaps, which we're going to come on to in a minute, I dare say. So where the heck is Spotify now? Oh, where have I found, I've, do you know what? This is the hilarity of two older blokes trying to find it. So <clears throat> this one I've forgotten about. And then I was bidding on an album by Galaxy 500. I was bidding on On Fire last night. This weren't really expensive. Well, if, if you want the, the first pressing, it's really expensive. And I missed it by about three quid. But it made me kind of play some this morning. And, um, and, and I hadn't heard this one. And I quite, I quite like it. That shoegaze kind of emptiness. What I like is the fact they've added some icicle noise to it. And look, it's not the cheeriest song, okay? But it's exactly what you'd expect if you gave a shoegaze band the brief, go and write a Christmas, a Christmas hit. And um, they're, they're an unbelievable band. And sometimes I don't want to be jolly at Christmas. I actually really welcome the darkness sometimes. 
not the band, although. So let's be careful. They have got a Christmas song, but and we probably we probably should have put that in, shouldn't we? Nowhere near either of our top ten. So that's. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to jump out of order for a minute and just follow your that tune with a sort of similar tune and one that I put in from an alternate to give mine a bit. <laughs> we were talking about music snobbery, and I think if you make up a 10 of Christmas songs, you need to somewhere put something slightly alternative or different to give it a lift and you know get away from the E17s of this world. So here's one I put in to do the same thing. I was following the eye, was following the eye, was following the eye, was following the eye. I didn't realise this was a Christmas song. It's lovely. I think that potentially is open to interpretation, but it is the, the white winter hymn. Yes, yeah, the Christmas right. song, definitely, yeah. but I didn't realise. I've heard it lots. Yeah, it's really it. It's a fabulous thing. Again, oh, the Fleet Foxes. They were fleetingly famous, and, and they deserve more than that, I think. Yeah, some of the lyrics, the lyrics make me laugh, because I think it's a bit about playing the white and the crimson red. I'm losing you to the music a little bit. There's some, in the lyrics, there's a bit of something about uh, turning the white snow crimson red. So maybe not the most Christmassy, but definitely, uh, it, 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 I think it raises the uh, the quality of the 10, let's say. I like it. I like it. And, and my next one we've both got, I'm guessing, um, the Pogues Fairy Tale of New York. Yeah, I think we, we suggested that if there was a top three, then this would definitely be in it. If it would probably be my top one, yeah, I think probably. Probably, it's such a beautiful piece of songwriting, and and delivered with uh, this really rare combination of venom and love, and and there are there are lines in it, and they're delivered in such a devastatingly destructive way, but but you know they love each other really. It's a it's a beautiful song. Yeah, it's one that got played in the car at the weekend and this morning over breakfast my gorgeous intelligent clever perceptive daughter said daddy what's a faggot <laughs> and i said well it's funny that's got lots of meanings actually that word days and um, first of all it's a kind of dumpling that you get in a stew <laughs> and then she looks at me and he wasn't talking about dumplings and it, and it wasn't a, a pile of offal it was <laughs> wasn't talking about dumplings daddy i was like no okay well it's a kind of nasty word that means it means a bit more than idiot or something like that i know and she was it, fine with that she uh, understood actually she said exactly what you said that they start out really liking each other and loving each other and then maybe they don't like each other so much in the middle and then at the end maybe they come back exactly and that's a family christmas right there so i'll play it briefly but i think everyone knows what it sounds like Dreamed about 
And I'll stop it there because I think everyone knows it. But yeah, any any song that can reference the drunk tank and then betting within within the first verse and still be a Christmas smash, it's going in. The other one, I, the other thing I love about that song is you. Even if you, again, I think most people who've heard it, when you're listening to it, you can just see Shane McGowan singing it, zero teeth happily crooning along to himself and having a jolly good time it's a brilliant song and then and then and then Kirsty McCall who it sadly missed yeah comes in and lifts the whole song to so it's it is this it's this kind of split personality beautiful a beautiful song that I think every single person knows every single word and it doesn't matter how old you are absolutely and I think on that basis my my next song depends who you grew up with and where you grew up, but it's. I think it's almost impossible to have any sort of decent top 10 playlist without having some form of disco in there. Everyone loves a bit of disco. Everyone loves going to the disco. And as I've said to you previously, I, I grew up being ferried around the place in my mum's yellow mini clubman. Yes, the one with the wooden panels. And uh, spent a lot of time listening to the greatest hits of this band. Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. And man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day. thing about Boney M, it, it's unmistakable. It's like it's it, they have such a strand of of recognition and uh, I mean genuinely love I've forgotten all about them and love listening to them. that's a great song. Yeah, that's a good one. And yes, they they sort of in a funny sort of way they sit kind of nicely between. They've got a bit of reggae influence. They've got some steel drums in there. They've got, obviously got the whole disco flamboyance and the costumes and all that business going on. But um, yeah, they're just. I, again, like I said, I just grew up listening to their greatest hits and I find it difficult to get away from them. I think Ra Ra Rasputin is one of the greatest songs ever made. It's it's a genius, no, it's a genius song. I don't know whether it's one of the greatest songs ever made, but it is a genius song. And you've only got to look at the dancing and the fashion that came with Boney M to make you appreciate that they were they were they were genuinely giants of their era. I, I utterly love them. Yeah, absolutely. So who? What's next for you? So I've got I've gone mainstream, right? I've gone um, with this bad boy. And 
I didn't realise I loved Elton as much. I mean, I grew up with Elton. Mum and Dad played the vinyl of Yellow Brick Road all the time. And I kind of kind of become slightly embarrassed of him, really. And it wasn't until I watched Rocket Man that all of the love came back. And, and I realised when I was doing this that that is... I mean, I do love Slade as well, but this one went in above Slade, or, or instead of Slade, because, um, because I just love the flamboyance of Elton John. So we went from the flamboyance and costumes of Bernie M to... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I know, we're, we're in the same category. I love that. I feel like we went backwards. I feel like we went, we entered the stratosphere. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, actually, funny you should say that about Rocket Man. I watched that relatively recently. Maybe was, I think definitely this year. I hadn't quite got onto it. It's one of those films that was always on the list. And watched it and loved it. And, and uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's kind of like sometimes when you go to gigs of people that you haven't listened to for a while and they play a stream of songs, whether they're hits or whether they're just songs that you love and you completely forget about who they are, their persona, whatever, and it's just about the beautiful song that you love. Elton has got plenty of those. Uh, completely. Um, and there's just something extraordinary about the kind of it, it's a time machine back to the late 70s it, 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 it doesn't matter where i am or what i'm doing it just takes me straight the way back a bit like you're you in the car listening to boney m's greatest hits i'm in the back of a cortina with a vinyl roof and only two doors with two kids crazy and my dad throwing cigarettes out the window and watching them come back in the back window a, a dreadful dreadful brilliant times i think we've got another than my next one i think we've both got so I'll start it and you can tell me whether I'm right or not. Oh, yeah, I've got this one. Genius. Hey, Mr. Churchill comes over here to say we're doing splendidly. But it's very cold out here in the snow, marching to and from the enemy. Oh, I say it's tough, I have had enough. Can you stop the cavalry? It's, it's so perfect. I had the misfortune, I think I'm going to call it this time, uh, after, I don't know, after I left school for a year or so, I worked in a jeans shop in uh, Royal Tunbridge Wells, selling various different types of, you know, Levi's and Dodgy, whatever it was, whatever jeans were cool. And over Christmas, as I'm sure you can imagine, if you work in a retail store, in a shopping centre, all you hear for six or seven days a week is the 15 to 20 odd most popular Christmas songs. So by the end of that Christmas period, if you're working in a shop, you are literally sick to the back teeth with anything to do with Christmas song. And that one was always the one that I never got tired of. I had the similar experience. I worked yeah, over in over and over again. I worked in Next in the centre of Leicester. Um, two <laughs> mine Christmases. Was, mine was Madhouse Jeans. Superb. <laughs> it was two Christmases on the row. It would have been eighty-eight and eighty-nine, and <clears throat> it was the same. Okay, we didn't start till two weeks out, but it was the same thing. I just you just grew so tired of everything. Well, there's one or two that you didn't, and 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 that was was absolutely one of them. I love it. 
I worked in Madhouse Jeans and the two the the manager and the assistant manager decided that for the Christmas party we needed to we were going actually no it wasn't their decision we went to a sort of collected group Christmas party of all the stores from the southeast in in London I was about 19 years old and um after the Christmas party that was in some bar near Charing Cross me the assistant manager and the manager uh, ended up in heaven nightclub as a as a fresh-faced 19 year old under the arches in, <laughs> in uh, Charing Cross that was uh, one of those moments of uh, education Let's bewilderment and education all bundled into one elastic band ball I love that so I, I've I had also got um, Stop the Cavalry which is the next on so I'll skip to the one after that which is um, Saint Etienne who I, I, I loved Saint Etienne because they, they were able to walk that line between indie and pop and, and be utterly and totally um, mainstream and yet still relatively, I don't know, they had this, this edge that was relatively, I also quite a big fan of Sarah Cracknell at that point. Um, and um, I, I, like, I like this song purely because I want to dance to it. <laughs> Roll it in. And when you listen back, it's not that far from Steps. And and it's it's a celebration of um of of that kind of bubblegum pop that I, I I've got a soft spot for, but it's it's nearly instantly forgettable. It, it's it's like a happy meal or a, or a or a fast food meal. You can you eat it and three minutes later you think oh, I'm still hungry. Now that should that should write it off my list, but there's something about me that really likes that as well. It's also the sort of thing that if you were uh, of again of the of the right sort of age and you ended up like working in a sort of working men's club or a uh, behind a bar in a pub full of old people in your 20s ish you could slip that on in a working men's club and no one would know that they were actually listening to some etiquette and you could enjoy yourself while they all went oh this is nice music totally that and 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 you're right and going and going back to christmases at next and Gene Junction, what was it called? Madhouse. Madhouse. Um, again, it would be one of those that would come on and you'd think, well, you, you, you just think, oh, this is cool. I, I, I don't mind this. I'm not irritated by this one. Yeah. I've got, a, I've, for another day, but I've got a, a um, St. Etienne playlist that I'll send you. I'll I'd love that. I've got one of the, um, so um, what's the first single that was kind of issued then reissued? They got something wrong with it. Um, I have a friend I've never, I've never known. He lived his head inside a dream or something. I've got, yeah. that, I've got that one that was that was a complete me- fuck up on the printing, and I think it's worth something, but I can't, I can't be bothered to find out really. I'll try and find this. This one I've got somewhere is a playlist that they that they made on Spotify, and it's called something like. Islington Working Men's Club circa 1987 or something like that. I'll find it for you. It's oh, brilliant. 
Um, right, moving swiftly on. I think so. We've done. We, we I had Run DMC next, but you already played that. Yeah. So the next up is again probably fighting for a spot in that top three, top four of all time. I think personally. Well, do, do, you know what, Pete? I'm, I'm ever so slightly embarrassed that I didn't include this. And we all know the roles, and you know who's singing them, don't you? You can name each one. And there's a bit of this song, Pete, where you all do this with your hands on your earphones, isn't there? <laughs> the other thing about this song is, as you, like, yes, you all know who's singing, and I'm sure that the song, for anyone who loves a bit of music and has a, a nerdy interest in music like I do, and you do, not that I'm calling you a nerd. No, no, I'll take that. Maybe I am. Um, the uh, is like all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes, you know, Phil Collins doing the drumming, um, of obviously Geldof heavily involved, and and all the it, again, it's, it's one of those things also that you know, when we were talking earlier on about Rocket Man, and I wa also watched Bohemian Rhapsody recently, right? So that whole live aid, that concert that sort of mid 80s period queen and and everyone else who was involved in this song this song kind of sums up all that stuff that was going on in that time it sounds like it do you know what i mean and I, 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 I agree and, and it's also the end of the new romantic era it, you've it's you know you've you've got boy george flying in on concord from new york that's in itself unusual right you've got the whole of banana rama there just as backing singers you got you know Duran Duran. You can't underestimate the, the the gravity that they had as a pop group. They pulled people with them, um, and but then you've still got like the old school as well. You've got this really interesting play of personalities, and and I know that when they reissued it, I know when they re-recorded it, like like the 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 kids love that one because it's their it's their pop stars. But no matter what they do. Um, I'll always go back to the original one in 1984. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to. And I, and I think the other thing there is, I'm sure there's a million stories, a million things that went on behind the scenes that most people don't know about because all of those personalities in one space trying to make a record. <laughs> you, know, you mentioned Duran Duran. Well, they weren't the only big egos in there, though. Were oh, we had, you had Marilyn and Boy George in the same room. How did that happen? So is it my go? I still go. Right, okay. Let me just, I forgot where I was there. I was having so much fun chatting. Okay, so, um, right. So I've got a bit of, uh, basically a bit of pure indie here. Um, and I kind of, I don't know what it is about this song that I like so much, but there's, there's it's not even, it's, it's a great song. I really love this cover of it. It's got more pace. It's good. And Luscious Deck Jackson, they're a band that I kind of, I knew, but I'd never really enjoyed until a couple of years ago when I found this and thought, oh yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's probably not going to make my top, if, if I have to cut one to make ten, that's the one. <laughs> Let me stop sharing so you can play. There's always one you got to cut. Always is. 
so I'm now into so I've played Fleet Foxes already. Pogues and Kirsty McCall I've got again, we've played that already and, and discussed that. Which I think, unless I've got this completely wrong, bring, actually brings me round to my last song. And what a song. And yeah, it can't really have a Christmas. If you're of a certain age, obviously I'm considerably younger than you are, uh, you can't, and you grew up in the UK, I don't think you can have a Christmas. I just want to stand like this. I want to get white. A white parka. White parka hoodie. Play it on, I like it. I want to hear the first. first. Don't you know we've come just genius. Now, just to go and, try to and look, you know, the hard boys of Walthamstow singing a soft, beautiful song. And, and the secret to the band, I always did, was the musical arrangements. Was it Tony? I can never remember their names. Yeah, yeah. His musical arrangement and his understanding of of pace and timbre and his, his clear skill on the piano was extraordinary. Yeah. And and you needed the other three because <laughs> you just, I mean, the preposterousness of the height of the hats relative to yeah. the height of the people. And also everyone needs a really chiselled line of their two-day stubble when i mean you know if you if you haven't got that in your backing singers you might as well give up well i think it's a compulsory part of it i really do if you haven't got it you paint it on so i feel a bit guilty because I, I think i've still got a couple to go because um i think that they, again coming back to that song i think they just they just, every so often you just get chris like i think the pogues and kirsty mccall I, I suspect that grew over time and yes i'm sure it was a success when it came out but it was like that E17 song just absolutely nailed it. Smash, bang, this is a Christmas song, boom. Even if you didn't like E17, right? E, yeah. Like you, you, can't, you can't hear that song and not think A, Christmas, and B, actually admire the talent that's on show there. And that you could have not thought that about. The one where they come out of the helicopter and they're all running low underneath the, the rotors. What's that one called? Oh, I can't remember what it's called. They, 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 they were I engaged in the E17 canon, except they were kind of a preposterous band. Absolutely. And then they delivered that, and it's it is it's a nearly perfect Christmas song. It really is. And so my penultimate one is um, the Ravenettes, and I, I love the, I love the Ravenettes. I think they're very much underrated. There's what is wrong with me? There's such a darkness to the band, and there are, there's only two people, really minimal instruments, and they just sound incredible. And they and they delivered a beautiful Christmas song. All the lights are coming on. Are on display now. 
the guitar. Lovely. And I, 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 I love it. I love that whole idea of I wish that I could stay. When, when Christmas songs, the innuendo in some Christmas songs is shocking. And some of them, you know, the, the, there's some downright, there's some downright dodgy behaviour in some of them. I mean, there's, you know, you know, don't go home, have another drink. No, no, I really must go. No, go on, let me get you drunk. Stay. <laughs> there's yeah. some really dark, and, I, but, and this is dark in a different way. I was listening to that very song in the car with the kids on Sunday, and I was listening to it thinking, okay, these are exceptionally dodge lyrics. Aren't they? Yeah. Aren't they? And, and there's, it's that one. And, and, and there's, but other pop songs are the same. So clearly, Mungo Jerry has got some really sketchy lines in In the Summertime, right? It's, it's horrific regarding the father's wealth. Horrific. Absolutely. Forget the driving. It's everything else that, that's wrong. And then when Donovan starts talking about I'm just mad about 14, that is clearly a reference that you wouldn't repeat in, in a song these days. Some songs don't age well. And, um, and Baby It's Cold Outside feels like that to me, even though the delivery of the lyrics and the delivery of the, of, of, of the singing parts are beautiful. Lyrically, it's sketchy. Lyrically sketchy, definitely. And so I think I've just got one more to finish off with, which is... Is my is if if it's not number one, it's number two. If the Pogues is number one, this is number two of my Christmas songs, and I absolutely loved everything about Frankie Goes to Hollywood, and the record label Zang Tum Tum. I loved everything about the fashion. I I I just adored them, and the campness and the kind of fat electronic noise that sat behind it. It just it had this edge that that made it feel. Like you shouldn't really enjoy liking it, but I couldn't resist it. And then when they produced this, which I think this was their third single, wasn't it? If I remember rightly, um, it's also I, rebellious, isn't it? Totally rebellious. And I'll protect you from the hooded claw. I'll keep the vampire from your door. These these are lyrics that are um, not normal for a Christmas. And I think that's probably what runs through, with the exception of "Step Into Christmas." I think that runs through every single one of mine is that they're not very Christmassy. Oh, I don't know. I'll protect you from the hooded claw and keep the vampires from your door. like fire I'm so in love with you Dreams are like angels They keep bad at bay Bad at bay Love is the light Scaring darkness away yeah. I'm so in love with you Purge the soul Make love your goal The power of love And just like, lyrically, just, just, just 
I don't even know where to begin with that. I know we with this is based on release date, right? So this is in a Christmas ten because it was presumably Christmas number one. Or it was exactly that, yeah. Because obviously, theme thematically, it doesn't scream Christmas. It's not about Christmas at all, but it was Christmas number one. So it can, yeah. But but uh, there's just something. It is, you know. <clears throat> My friend makes Christmas cards, really beautiful. She's a she's an illustrator, and the, the the ones that I always buy are the ones that say, you know, the nights are drawing in. It's getting cold outside. It it's it's that it's that kind of like very, very dark kind of very cold feeling. And you know, some some of the lyrics here, you know, dreams are like angels. They keep bad at bay, bad at bay. Love is the light, scaring darkness away. I, I, I love this. I mean, we're, we're lucky, I guess, in the Northern Hemisphere that, that Christmas comes at a time of short days and, and coldness. And, and you, can, you can enjoy the being together as, a, as a, almost, like, um, almost, um, almost like a kind of solution to the cold or some kind of antidote to the cold. And I just, I just love it. And that, there's that gorgeous, gorgeous line. And I, I think it's, it's brilliant. It's... Um, my, I'll be around with my undying, death-defying love for you. It's so, it's so deep. It's like it's like from from the marrow of the bone, and um, yeah, it's it's not about Christmas. But I can't, if I'm honest with you, Pete, I can't imagine a Christmas without playing that. It's been our digital Christmas card for the last three years. Is we we send that out with with my handwriting and just writing the lyrics. That's all it is. And and we're we're thinking about what to send out this year for our digital Christmas card. And I am like, well, there is only one, isn't there? <laughs> but we can't do it again. We can't do it again. I think to your point, I think everybody needs everybody navigates Christmas in their own way, right? Some people say that they hate Christmas. Some people say that they love Christmas. I think it's a little pointless to hate Christmas because it's like hating summer. It's a recurring thing. It's always going to be with us. It comes round and round again, just like the turning of the wheel. So I think definitely music in my, helps me navigate it. And I think whether it's, as I mentioned, classical carols, those kind of things that, that, that take you back to your childhood, a particular band, a particular song, you need those things to to help you get through what sometimes is a super happy time of year and what sometimes isn't. And, I, and it's interesting. I had a look earlier at this year's Christmas releases, and um, my number one top tip. And I've no idea what's in the charts because I'm I'm 52. But um, it's I love this I love this this title by Carly Rae Jepsen. It's not Christmas until somebody cries. There's just something. The, number one, it's a universal truth, and number two, there's just that, that. This speaks to me about about that dark side of this joyous time. I love it. I really do. Well, it would definitely go into your saccharin list, and I haven't put any in mine because I've. I, it, it doesn't quite make it in terms of selection process, but um, uh, there's a there's a, a Christmas album from a couple of years ago um, called Wrapped in Red. Which is, uh, which is obviously a yes. It is a little bit saccharine. Uh, I'm struggling to remember who it's by. Wait a minute. There we go. I knew it was her. Kelly Clarkson, right? Yeah. So obviously, country pop, etc. 
But of all of the Christmas stuff that I've heard released over the last, I don't know, five years or so, that one is worth listening to. She does some good versions of old, you know, old songs, and actually it's quite fun. And if you want to just get your cheesy Christmas on, Get it on Clarkson Ways. So she's, she's got a release this year. She's releasing um, Underneath the Mistletoe with Brett Eldridge. So I'm guessing that's off that compilation. I don't think so, because uh, I don't know, because that one was is probably a few years old now. It's probably, I don't know how old it is. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, that was 2013. So oh, no, that is quite old. But but there's there's a couple of good ones this year. I I, I already like this. There's a few that I'm already into. It's going to be a cold winter by the Blossoms. I think that's probably going to be a decent one. And then Liam Payne's got one with quite a dark name. Where's that gone? Um, yeah, Naughty List by Liam Payne and Dixie Demilo. I don't even. Know. I'm just saying words now. I've no idea who these people are. But I'm just looking down. That I think the one to watch. Christmas is by Dolly Parton featuring Miley Cyrus. That's everything you can want in that in that combination. Dolly Parton, Miley Cyrus, boom! That's going to be a belter. So, so we need to. I think what we need to do for the for the playlist is I think we need to shuffle ours, combine them, and I think how many did we have that overlapped? Was it three? I think three or four. Yeah. So that's going to be a list of maybe maybe fourteen then. Fine, well, we can work that out. Um, I annoyingly have literally got to one minute before I have to run off. No, we're done. Thank you, my friend.